Welcome to the Buck Hook Podcast. From the shallow waters of the Lower Laguna Madre to the deep blue waters of the Gulf of Mexico and the thick mesquite brush of South Texas, follow along as the Buck Hook crew take you on their outdoor adventure. And now, here's your host, Jason Saldivar. What's going on, Buck Hook Nation? We have made it to episode eight. I'm here with some of the boys. Before we do get started, I'll let them introduce themselves. What's going on, guys? This is Willie. What's going on, guys? Scuba out here with the whole crew. Devin the dude, the beach cowboy. What up? Captain Caveman here. Glad y'all made it out. Today, it's a little bit special. We are coming at you live from the Palmito Ranch. There's a lot of history in this ranch. It, it goes back to the Civil War. You want to tell us a little bit about this, DJ? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is a ranch. We've had the ranch for many, many years in my family. Um, going back all the way to it was established in 1827. So, it's a. Uh, is that pre uh, Brownsville? That's uh, pre Brownsville, pre, uh, pre Texas? Texas. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the family. So the ranch across the river in Mexico was La Burrita. And this was part of the ranch, the uh, on the on the other side of the river before it was Texas, and we seceded. Then you know what the history of Texas, where they seceded and they were trying to become part of Texas. Well, they were giving a bunch of land grants out, and uh, to to Spaniards. And the way th- uh, that family on La Burrita got to keep the property here is that they married uh, Spaniards. So that's when Braxedes Orive came in and is that a family member of yours or how does that uh, work? a distant distant relative and he is the first he is the one that got granted the the palmito hill ranch yeah uh, yes um yes which was we mentioned before in other episodes that you have about 400 acres and that's before or after he got it like it was it more prior yes there was a it was so it was a bigger area um kind of like a the the grant out of in, in Brownsville I, I can't remember Espiritu Santo okay. that whole all of Brownsville the Espiritu Santo land grant was pretty much all of Brownsville and and so we got the Ignacio Trevino uh, land grant. Wow. So do you have an idea of how many acres it was when you guys got? I don't have an idea, um, but I mean, there's lots of family members around that uh, that still own property around us as well, like distant relatives as well. As far as actual acreage wise, I I don't have an uh, an actual number. No, that's cool. No, it's I think it's pretty cool that the story behind it, like it, it's pretty much got divided into other families. Like, you know, like everyone got their own little cut. Yeah, yeah, you know, descendants just splitting up over different family members over time. And just so people get an idea, how far are we from the checkpoint? From the the checkpoint from here on uh, Highway Four. Yeah, I would say uh, probably like six miles. Six miles. And then it's how many miles to SpaceX? Like uh, probably eight cause, or seven. I'm sorry, probably seven because it's seven and a half to South Bay. Okay. Yeah. And, w- and the when, launch pad's probably like eight. Yeah. When exactly did it get established as Palmito? Uh, in 1827. 1827. And yeah. that's when your family got it? Uh, well, yeah. The, the, the Orives, yeah. And then we're long descendants of Orives, from Orive. And do you know how many great grandparents or, you know, how many generations have been through here? Um, so my great-grandmother, 
that would be my dad's grandma um was part of uh, man i would probably say like great 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 grandpa wow that's a long time to have yeah, it in the I family. I just did the the math on my phone, and that's 196 years. Yeah, it's 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 almost a lot. 200. Almost 200. We'll be we're having a party at 200. <laughs> a big old party, yeah. <laughs> and, and what's cool is here on the property there is a house, and throughout the house there's a lot of history on the walls. It 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 honestly it, it I get the chills because there's so much history when you walk in here. Um, I mean, starting off in the back room, there's a humongous chart guys it's a it's it's actually the property and it shows you all the elevations and it's just crazy to see it's it it's nice that this was something exactly on that map at one point yeah yeah and then there's there's a map next to it as well that shows uh the battle the battle the palmito the last the last battle, battle of the we were civil just talking war. about that a little, bit, a, little bit, a little while ago yeah. yeah explain that so the i mean the last battle of the civil war was fought on this property um as you know, it, well, it, it, it's it's uh, debated about the last battle of the Civil War because really the last battle of the Civil War was, was up north. I, I can't remember. The, I think it was Appomattox or something. I, I don't know the exact battle. But they ended the war, and in order to... Uh, they had to send messages back then. There wasn't any cell phones or texts or any of any that. Any emails. <laughs> so by horse, you know, they, yeah. they rode all the way down here, and by the time they got the message, it was already too late. They had They had already fought. Exactly. Like the writer. Either that or they wanted to fight anyways, you know. <laughs> yeah. They were already there. Might as well. Yeah, they're defending their, their grounds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So with that said, we've been working out here. I mean, DJ's been working out here a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, pretty uh, going hard for the past uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks. And so last year was the first year that we hunted this place. We've mentioned, in, mentioned it in the last podcast or in the couple last podcasts, but... We've noticed that this year we're putting in a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been cutting. I've been scraping, um, repairing blinds, uh, brushing blinds, building. building blinds. Been doing a lot trying to get ready for this year. Just need some rain to cooperate. What'd you do today? Uh, today I built a, a PVC blind, um, a little ground blind about five feet tall. It's pretty big, about 15, 15 feet long. 15 foot long, yeah. Yeah. 16. Yeah. See, oh yeah, sixteen foot long on the outside. Yeah. Fifteen is just the pipe length. So I yeah. showed up and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was fully completed already. By the time I showed up, I had just got to do some painting and stuff. I knocked it up pretty quick. I thought a lot faster than I thought I would. Um, pretty simple to put. It's just like you know Legos. <laughs> and it was funny well, because DJ sent us a scribble or whatever that was <laughs> the first initial vision a drawing. Yeah, yeah. a drawing of what he was having in his head and his vision and that was uh, was this last year when you thought about this that you were actually sketching it no this was like beginning of this uh, year like no uh, like this season it was no, that day like, a week ago. like three months ago or two yeah a week ago week and a half ago i i just thought about it and 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 uh, i drew it out i was just there one night you know and um just going through my head just drew, put it put it on paper and sent the amount of literally that night i sent it to matt what i needed and he said come on get it said give me a card and pay for it i'll have it set aside and went to go pick it up the next day literally probably thought about it like a week and a half ago and so today what you did is you you cut up all the the pvc pipes to get all the angles right and get all the sizes right and you guys were able to burlap it yeah yeah we did burlap it on um we it took a lot more burlap than i thought how many how many 
packs of burlap. Five. It, it was five total. And, and we're still not done. No, no, we still got a little bit to do. Um, but I think uh, the palm fronds are going to be the big, uh, the big help because oh, yeah. that's going to cover a lot of area. Yeah. And it's going to, right just, now it looks nice. It looks clean just because the burlap is nice and stretched and, you know, it's just freshly put together. But once it has a bunch of palm fronds and a bunch of like broken branches and just things that make it look like a big old pile of, yeah, more blend, natural. Blended in. And we don't have that tall blind there that uh, if you've seen the blind that I built last year, it's on Facebook um, and now it's on it's on Instagram too. But uh, Jason actually probably posted it a couple of days ago. I mean, a few days ago or maybe a week ago. I don't know. But uh, it was real tall. So we have it on that Loma out of the water. And it was I felt like it was just too we, out yeah, there. We, were we killed ducks out too of it. High. Yeah, it was too high. It was too out yeah. there. We killed ducks out of it, and you know it was good, good blind. But we ended up moving it to where it's going to be in the water now. Um, but I wanted another blind on that loma, so I ended up building this PVC blind, and I, and I've always wanted like the shooting gate style with the slanted, uh, slanted corner there. So you yeah, can, the slanted yeah, we, front. We'll be getting some video for our YouTube soon. You know? Yeah, and if you look on Buck Hook Instagram, you'll see a couple of videos and a couple of pictures of what we put together tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it went by a lot faster than I thought I would, honestly. I mean, and I would have built it a lot faster if Home Depot or Lowe's had all the the <laughs> furniture grade PVC fittings, but and the Amazon for the win on that one. And we put a floor in there. We put some. Uh, what did it take? Eight pallets as yeah, a base. Yeah, we put eight pallets as a base. Some four by three pallets, and really, so just we're not like standing on the mud or anything, you know, and. Kind of spoiling ourselves, we put some uh, uh, plywood plywood on top. We did four by eight sheets, and now we're going to put some office, office chairs. chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we want to be comfortable, and that's the blind that we'll probably be cooking in until oh, we, yeah, we get buddy. that trailer blind figured out, um, if we do get, get it figured out. But there's plenty of space in that. that no, I, that was the first thing I told them when I saw it. I was like, bro, this is perfect. Like, it, it just sits, like, once it's out there, once we saw it together, like, it's plenty for what we need. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. Mika's right next to me. If you're here, panting. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be plenty. Um, it's uh, it's only five feet tall. And it's going to be a lot easier to brush than something that's eight feet tall. You know. So I mean, it's gonna it's it's gonna work out in our favor. How far is blind one from blind two? When I took a drive to get the screws, um, I would say two hundred fifty. 350 yards? 250, 300. 200, yeah. 250, 300, yeah. yeah. Give yeah. or take. Well, we could do the measurement on our phone. It'd be a little easier. Yeah. Give yeah. you an exact number. But it's like right there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's but it's, I, I think it's a good distance because... And we're never going to be hunting it from like no. two people. Well, no, 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 no. Well, it's because you brought up a good point last podcast whenever uh, like me and Jason were brushing the blind with that north wind and me and Scuba were looking at each other like, oh, shit, we didn't think about that, you know? But... um. And so, really, that's what got me going because I, wa- I wanted a south-facing blind, you know, and I w- something to protect from the wind and rain. When he said, when Willie said it was going to be raining in your face, I was like, <laughs> oh god, you know. So <laughs> it is true, though. It all kind of just came together in one week. <laughs> yeah, literally, because we were out there last Monday or Tuesday. And the convenience, dude. I mean, right now it is bolted down with some U bolts, um, just to keep it from flying away because it Get is PVC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we moved it. How easy did we move it? Aside from the little bumpy roads, I mean, it was easy. We were out well, here yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. Taking it from the actual house to the duck hole was, was probably like, what, a 1,000 yards? 
Uh, probably maybe like a thousand no, five hundred yards. I I think it's uh, yeah, like two thousand feet. Okay. Oh, wow. two th- yeah, because from that point over there. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, but it would have been easier pulling that trailer. I mean, pulling that blind if I had actually glued it together. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of jumped the gun and we we kind of spray. Pa- I told you when we were spray painting, I was like, but oh. even at that, I don't even think like you said earlier we finished earlier than we thought i don't, wouldn't even think we were going to be moving it tonight no i honestly didn't think i was so gonna like be this was like hey let's go floor. we have people here let's yeah. do it I was, you know i was trying to convince them so no because it's <laughs> because honestly it's the best thing we we don't always don't always have the people to move things like this yeah so and, now it's set and yeah. just and we can do work out it. there yeah like, yeah exactly. it's it's all good to go so even if we hunted it like that i think it would work exactly um I, if, that's if why we got it's a big plus to see what it is now to what it is going to be it's like wow yeah and like dj said <laughs> all this is going to be possible if we get rain if we don't get rain it's going to sit out there for a whole year until we do get rain <laughs> yeah next useless year. for this year we'll wait till next year <laughs> um, keep looking for those hoses <laughs> hey you know the ducks might like it though <laughs> yeah they get used to it yeah exactly they'll get used to it that's going to be the good thing so that's our weekly update for the palmito ranch and everything that's been going on um, with the duck blind, the water, we're hoping, like I said, we're hoping that we do get some rain because without the rain, it's not going to be possible. But um, let's get back to what we were talking about last week, Willie. I got my thermal back. Yeah. You were mentioning that you were, you know, going back and forth with a company that was fixing you thermal and you got it. And then you said it was actually yours, right? The one that they send you. Right. So on the last episode, I had mentioned that when I spoke to Pulsar, they had told me that or they had sent that invoice where it showed the, the refurbished charge. model, right, with the $3,000 price, but then the, the 100% discount. So when I emailed them, they told me that, well, before that, I had emailed them. They never responded. I got the thermal back, and it ended up being mine, right? And they did just replace the, the internal battery. They reached out to me and told me that once you send any thermal in, right? Optic. Yeah. Optic, yeah. And they touch it, then it's considered a refurbished unit now, okay. right? So if it were to be brand new, well, it's brand new, right? But if I have it, I can sell it to anybody. Now that it's been touched by Pulsar, you know, it's considered a refurbished unit. So even when, like, let's say I do sell the unit and they call Pulsar, Pulsar will tell them, yes, that is a refurbished unit. Oh, okay. But I, I am glad that it was mine because I do take care of it. And you know, right away we put it to work. The yeah. same night or no, 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 we went on Thursday. Right. I got it Wednesday and then Thursday the we... The following day. Yeah. yeah, the following day I mounted it. I got some new, a new mount, a Vortex mount for my 300 Blackout. And so I was able to put the thermal on there. So Wednesday we went out to Williams Ranch to go sight it in. Yeah, he has a little uh, fire range out there and pretty nice uh, setup for, I believe, 50 and 100 yards. Yeah, he has 50, 100, and I think he also has 200 yards. We just couldn't see because we went out there at yeah. 9 o'clock at night. So we went out to William's place, uh, put the rifle on the tripod, and I was able to take three shots and at 100 yards was putting it on the heat pad. The way we sight in these rifles, it's a one-shot sight in. So what you do is you mount the rifle, you take your shot, you're aiming at something that's heated, so what we use is hand warmers, and we'll tape them onto the target. And so when you're looking through the scope, you're seeing the glowing object, which is a hand warmer. And at 100 yards, I was hitting it. You know, it, I took three shots. After the first one, I was off. You know, when I did the adjustment, I was off about two inches. 
took a second shot, I was on, took a third shot, I was on. So with with that done, we were ready to go hit the field. Yeah, you were pretty excited to go out there. You know, you hadn't been out there since what, like two months or something? Correct, right? dude. I hadn't been out to the ranch in a while. I mean, since well, the dove the, hunting. Yeah. We've been out there, but Bro, that's what I had weather. said. Yeah, and the weather. The, well, it's, it's hot, just the mosquitoes. Night. And well, so, you actually went with Omar. Yeah, I went with yeah. Omar one time prior to that. Yeah. And, and we did well. That's but when I had shoot, for, yeah, that's when I had forgotten night. I had forgotten the, the, the ammo. ammo. <laughs> what was cool is that Joel and William also got suppressors. Oh yeah, man. So that's why they joined us. And once we got to the ran- Wentz Ranch, right away we started seeing them, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Five minutes in and I remember Willie next to me saying, What did you say, buddy? I don't know remember what he said, but he yeah. were like, after the first shots, we're like, we're here, we made it. Ten yeah. minutes in. The first area, we were able to see, I believe, one or two, but we weren't able to get on them, right? And then so we went to the back pasture. Yeah. And in the back pasture, there's grain that's about, what, four feet tall, three feet tall? Minimum like, four. Yeah. Well, in different areas, it's taller than, than others just because of the, uh, the water and the, the soil is. But um, we started driving. I think Scuba, you jumped on the driver's seat, and then William, Joel, and myself jumped on the the truck bed of my my truck, and you started driving. Yeah, all around the block. (laughs) And so we were having trouble spotting them because the grain was so hard. So as Scuba was driving, we were able to spot the first one, like within close to the actual uh, road. No, close to the Sendero. Yeah, it was probably at about what forty yards. Yeah, 40 yards into the grain, right? Right, yeah, yeah. into the grain. It, and from the beginning of the road, it was like, what, 100 yards? Yeah. It was from, like right away. It, right? it was right away. Yeah. And so once I spotted it, you know, I tapped on the truck and Scuba stopped. And I got Joel and, and William ready to shoot. And so I took the first shot and I hit him in the skull, right? Literally, A little bro. bit on top. The funny thing about that situation is it dropped, right? And then it got up and ran. But... The reason my shot was a little high, and we had just talked about this with William when we were sighting in the rifle. I usually sight in my rifles at 50 yards, but I put them two inch, the bullet two inches above. That way, when I take my 100-yard shot, depending on what ammo I'm using or what bullet or gun specifically, at 100 yards, I'll be right on the dot, right? And so this hog was pretty close, yeah. and I aimed right for the middle of the head, like right at the eyes. And so when I shot it, you could see that... It hit it, dropped it. I thought it was a perfect headshot, and then it gets up and it takes off, dude. Mm. And that's when poof, 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 poof. Like yeah, that's, that's when you start hearing the <laughs> doof, the follow-up shots. Yeah. Literally, they were all shot yeah. solid to the body. It was uh, five shots that we ended up taking on uh, on that hog, and all hits. Yeah. So on the fifth shot, Joel takes the last shot, which is the fifth shot, and he drops it. And so we're all excited, right? We get off the truck, we go pull it out of the grain. And we start counting the shots. And so every one of us put a shot in that thing. Correct. Nobody and missed. Deadly and that, shots, bro. And what's crazy is that big old Sal kept running. Yeah. You know. You, Even after he was on the ground, yeah. he saw through the actual um, the seed. You saw the blood. Like, it was moving. Yeah. I mean, and, and not only that, like, you could see the whole skull. You could see the brains in that area. So in total, it was five shots. What do you think that hog weighed, Willie? Was it like solid, um, like solid one eighty? 
close to 200 pounds. Yeah, I don't think it reached the 200 pounds, but it was pretty solid. It took up the whole basket on the truck. Yeah. After that, we kept driving. Yeah, this, yeah we went all around. The Well, no, we, we saw another hog maybe, what, five minutes after? Not Less. even, dude. So that's it was true. the same road. There was a, so yeah, we take those five shots. We're making a whole bunch of noise trying to pull it out of the grain. Well, it was a, yeah, it was a We distance. throw it on the truck, right on the truck basket, and then we get back in the truck and we drive not even 30 yards, maybe 40 yards. No, no, no. It was more like 100, 150 okay. yards. And then there was another one just sitting there, dude. I mean, it was standing right, but it wasn't moving. And so that one, um, I believe I took the first shot again. And I hit it, and then Joel, it, it got up again, started moving. And hey, take us back real quick, though. Okay, you're up top of the truck, and I'm asking because I've never been up there with y'all shooting, predating the, what we're looking for, right? Whatever. But you saying you're taking the first shot, are you calling as in one, two, go uh, to them and you take it, or are you taking shot and they're following your shots? They're following my shots. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'll take the first shot. Usually when we hunt ourselves, we don't need follow-up shots for the most part um, unless they're big hogs. And that's why, you know, let us, if it's Joel shooting, go ahead and take your first shot. And then if it runs, then we'll come in, right? Correct. But when we, we have paying customers, that, that follow-up shot comes as soon as they, you pull the trigger, we're pulling the trigger right after you, right? Because we're already set on that hog <laughs> as well. We killed it for you. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so back to the second hog. We drove those about 150 yards, and then we found them, right? Um, once we took the shots, that thing fell, and we brought them to the truck. What do you think that one weighed? That L- one was a smaller than the under. Than yeah. The and that was a boar. Yeah, and it was like around maybe, what, 130? Yeah. Yeah, and that one was actually like 100 yards? Yeah, that in, one was In the way, middle of the field, yeah, right? Way, that one, we could only see the back, and that was a problem. When we were scanning, you could just see the glowing of the, the hog, but you know, a couple inches on the back and we were having to like move the truck forward, move the truck back. That way we could get the right angle and take the shot. And once we did, I mean, like I said, we bagged it and we were on to scanning some more. After that hog, we didn't see anything else, right? No. Not in that no. Well, actually, what happened was that JT wanted the hogs. Oh, yeah. So that kind of called our night. You know, we, we put the hogs on the truck. Yeah, it was coming in quick. Yeah. <laughs> Because I called him about the first hog. When we shot the first hog. You sent the message. Yeah, I sent right the in. message. I was like, hey, we have a, a hog down. Do you want the meat? And he called you, and actually. And he said, yeah, he called me. And he's like, hey, dude, I'm on the way. Send me the pin. So he sends us a, a message. When we're, yeah, when He sends us a message when we're loading the, the first hog. And he says, I'm on my way. Well. We just finished. That was a vuelta there. Yeah. And so we go on to the next hog. And we're like, okay, we have two hogs. Let's go back to the front property. That way he can pick them up there, and then by that time it was already like, what? It was like one thirty, you know. Yeah, twelve, twelve, twelve forty-five, and then by the time he left, by the time we left, it was, I think we called it at about one thirty that night. Yeah. Well, that's when you discovered the, the actual. No, not that you discovered it. <laughs> You've seen it all your whole time. You've been there, but when y'all said that you can actually use that blind, the duck blind. Yeah. The trailer. Yeah, that that yeah. The vision we saw. Because we went out to the ranch ranch, we we looked at that RV that's been sitting out there for years. It's all rotten, it's all nasty, but we're wanting to hollow it out, fix the floor, and then just turn it into a duck blind. It is just the vision looks really good. Yeah. But with JT taking the hogs, that opened up an opportunity for Willie and I the next day. Oh yeah, he showed up with his uh, brother-in-law, right? With his brother-in-law. Yeah. So. Um, 
JT was telling us that, hey, you know, we've been seeing some nail guy around my property, you know, so I think we should go and scan, you know, now that you have the, the thermal. So, And for those people that don't know JT, JT is a guide out of South Padre Island. Um, he's going to be running a 18-foot shallow sport and guiding for buck hook. So any duck hunts, any fishing that you want to do, we have another guide on board. Let us know what you're looking for, and, and we can make it happen. But like I said, that opened up an opportunity, and we headed out to uh, JT's brother-in-law's place. The following day. The following day, yeah. Thursday. We got out there about what time? It was in Bayview. Yeah, well, we got there, I mean, a little late, bro. Like almost Midnight, right? Yeah, I Mid- almost. 1230? Uh, I almost didn't go, you know, because I looked at the time, and I was like, man, it's a little late, but then. Uh, I sent him a message that said, I'll send you a picture of me and the nail guy. I know, man. So so that convinced him, and we drove out there. From Willie's house to JT's place, you're looking at about 30 minutes, right? Yeah, solid. It's, it's not far. And so we got out there, and we started walking. We started scanning the fields, and I think within, what, two minutes, we see a big old bull? Yes, bro, right away, right away, huge fucking bull. Um, so and then Jason is like, there's one right there. There's one right there. So we were working, walking down the Sendero, and that was just Jason scanning the right side. And oh. then I scanned to the left side. Yes. And what did we see? Five there of them? There was about four or five of them on the left side. We thought we had a better chance at those, and we started working our way over there. Once we started getting close, we started realizing that they were on another property. They weren't on JT's property, so we had to turn around and go back for the first bull. Yeah, because, I mean... We were thinking about the walk all the way to to those four nail guys, and if they were not on our on JT's property, it was it was just gonna be it was gonna be know, a waste, yeah, and, a waste of we, time. We, that first one that we saw could have gotten away. Oh yeah, yeah. And so once JT gave us the go to go ahead and take that first one, Willie and I, you know, got to work and we started wake, making our way to that nail guy. We were able to get about well, like 120 yards around there. Yeah. We were able to get about 120 yards and set up Willie on the, the tripod. You were looking at that nail guy through the scope for about how long? Probably like two minutes around there. The first time, right? The because we had to get closer because he kept moving the whole time that we yeah. were looking at him, right? Yeah, he was staring at us. I mean, I'm not at, I mean, I guess at the noise that we were making walking to this, um, it was kind of like the grass from here, no, from the Palmito. What's what? the name of it? The Sea Oxide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thick thick bro and, super thick dj and bro i was wearing tennis shoes bro so i was like man and there were some nopales as well i, uh, I ran into yeah both both no- willie yeah. so okay well That's so we set up willie he he yeah. takes his, his first shot and the first shot misses after the first shot he kind of freezes and then willie takes a second shot and you absolutely hear that thump right and i'm looking yeah. at him with another thermal and i see that he kind of stumbles and then he takes off running so that's when I tell Willie, I was like, dude, let's go. We got to chase him. So we, we, both Willie and I start going after that, you know, through the brush. And <laughs> I have my snake boots on. Willie has his tennis shoes Adidas. on. Adidas. <laughs> yeah, his Adidas, right? Yes, bro. And so I'm running and just stomping through all this stuff. And I see Willie, like, kind of staying behind. And he's like, dude, it's because I ran into a cactus, bro. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Let's go. This thing's going to get away. <laughs> it, that's literally the same field that DJ has 
I yeah. Just, I mean, because exactly I was about to run feel, into bro. a little uh, nopalito that was out there, and there's so yeah. many brush. Plantarine salt marsh or something like that. I can't remember the name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ugly to walk with uh, non-actual protective yeah, tell shoe. me about it, bro. And so I was giving him shit, right? I was like, dude, <laughs> come on. This is your first nail guy. We got to get him. And so we keep running, and then my dumbass fucking runs into a cactus too, dude. So then I stop, <laughs> and I'm there plucking out about a hundred no. them from my yes, knee, bro. dude. It was, it was so I have the boots right, and the boot is right under my knee, but the cactus, like you know how cactus has thick areas of spikes, my knee just hit one of those areas, and dude, bro. And so my uh, I'm there trying to pluck him out, and then Willie's giving me shit, dude. I mean, <laughs> it was horrible. So we end up chasing that Neil guy for about four hundred yards. And he gets away into the brush and goes into a, uh, another property. But before he does that, he was stumbling, dude. Right in the... Back and forth. And that's when yeah. me and him were trying to run, get closer to him. And we couldn't take a shot because he was behind uh, a mesquite. So you could see the animal there, but you couldn't... I mean, if if it would have hit any branch or any trunk, it wouldn't have done yeah. the damage that we needed. It was not facing us. It was uh, right. facing away. And so he's just stumbling back and forth yeah. and then ends up you know, crossing that line and, and takes off. And so we end up seeing a few more Neil guy that we yeah. tried working at, and um, no, didn't make it happen. No, it was it was the it was late. It was know, late, and we didn't have the right gear to be moving through that brush. I mean, it was thick. Yeah. There was a lot of cactus. And like I'm telling you, dude, my knee. <laughs> till now, I'm pulling out thorns out of my knee. It's monte, bro. Yeah. yeah, no, you need some thick ass uh, canvas jeans and stuff like that to go through that. I just bought Monte jeans. So yeah. the, the they're called Upland pants. The Upland jeans. They're oh nice. yeah, they're with nice. The, with the bra- with the brown one. Well, they used to sell them a lot when I was younger, man. Those the brush they're hard pants. to find, dude. Brush you could pants. get them at Walmart back then. You could yes, get them at Academy. Academy doesn't have them. I, I don't know who carries them. Maybe Bass Pro, dude. I had to get them off Amazon. They're Wranglers though. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I don't. It doesn't have to be Wrangler, you know. <laughs> Wrangler's expensive. But Those jeans would be perfect that day, bro. Dude, they're, you, they're yeah, phenomenal. but you need that though, because yeah. literally going through that stuff is yeah. automatic. For it was tough, but we were unsuccessful that night, man. And um, hopefully, JT gives us another opportunity to go out there and, and harvest them. No, nah, it's, it's over. <laughs> there was a. Sh- I mean, and this a, is where exactly, Jay? Uh, where is this? Uh, this property? is three minutes from Aaron's Ranch. From uh, Cat south, as if you're going Schaefer towards Road. the Harlingen. No, it's off of Five Ten, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. We pass it every time we we no see way. it. Yeah. Shout out to Cat Paul. All right, guys, let's talk about what we did this Saturday and Sunday. Oh yeah, Pato season opener. The time finally came. Yep. What did we do Saturday, boys? Well, we went. Uh, Supposed to be a duck hunt, but it ended up being a scouting trip. <laughs> well, y'all hit a couple of spots to start off, didn't you? Or two spots, you said? Well, so, I uh, hit up this spot that I had been looking on Google Maps for a while. It's a little slew. Um, we, we, we've hunted a couple times there, and we did all right. But it, it was a little bit further into the bay than I wanted it to be. It was Shallow what? Not shallow. It was like so... Like the Arroyo Waters, when you go, like you get your teal, you go. it's usually like, you know. You it, have to get, the further you are from the mainland, yeah, the less ducks there is. Right? So Yeah, so inland. And yeah. with this location, we thought that when you're looking at it through Google Maps, there is a lot of, how do I explain it? A lot of like mangrove, mangrove islands 
around it. Yeah. It, tall mangroves, good, beautiful mangroves, actually. Just like like Jay was saying, not as far inland as I expected it to be. And so we went out there to check it out. DJ really wanted to go out there is because getting to the spot, it's very shallow. But he had been looking at a slough through, again, Google Maps. And sure enough, you know, he's like, hey, I want to go to the spot. We've been I've been looking at it through the maps. And when we got there, it was nice and deep. It, yeah, it was the slough was deep. It was perfect. So it confirmed what DJ was looking at. Yeah, it was it was, it was exactly what I was looking at. So, you know, um, and that slough, the reason we're looking we're looking for that slough is because when we're carrying five or six people and a dog, we need as much water to go ahead and get plain before we hit the shallow waters again. And the problem is that the further you get, I mean, sorry, the closer you get to the mainland, the shallower it gets. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're pretty much hunting the same area. It's all, you know, west side of the of the channel. And the spots that we jump from, they're not real far from each other, you know? How far would you say they are from, like, the spots? Dude, a quarter mile? Yeah, they're not that far from each other. So I expected a uh, quarter mile can't be much of a difference, but it, it does make a difference. And so when we were sitting there, after we had thrown out the decoys, we're sitting there, we're seeing millions of duck all flying all along the shorelines. I mean, it was nonstop flying. And what, they started flying, like, at about 4.30? Yeah, four thirty. Sometimes even uh, I um I talked. You to, made it out there by four, or yeah, we, yeah, we were sitting like, down by four yeah, for sure, yes. four thirty. Um, but uh, the, the some of the other guys that I talked to out of the Arroyo, you know, um, three o'clock they were flying too. He's, they were talking about. So I mean, these birds are starting to fly. And we thought that we went out for the afternoon hunt or the afternoon scouting trip, right? And that morning we had seen everybody kill it, dude. It's bad, like yeah. across the board. Everyone the was, was posting smacking. stories of yeah. the duck kills. Even, you know, the the prodigy crew. They went out to South Bay. They got ducks. I mean, they didn't get a whole lot of ducks, but they managed more ducks than we were able to manage that first day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, it just it's luck of the draw. And I think we also made a big error. I made the big error where we threw the decoys. Would you agree, DJ? Um, I I you wouldn't think so. Cause the air, the it, it's like, what would you say, uh, halfway up to your knee, maybe, the water, maybe a little less than that. Yeah, a little bit, like to your shin. And, and so th- you would think that it's a good area, but um, I think what it was was that, so these islands, these mangrove islands, like you see along the channel and whatnot, they if you, if you go inland, they also hold water, and I think it's we were hunting the inland instead of like where the grass of the bay actually grows and whatnot, you know, because it was all pretty, pretty. And, and yeah, and not only that. So when we got to the spot, uh, we're kind of looking around and we see this this area where we set up and there's a lot of. What is that brush that you have out here? Like that, that uh, saltwort. Yeah, that saltwort, you know, in different areas of, of the, the body of water. So I'm like, hey, that looks, you know, more habitat. It looks like it's it's promising. But we didn't realize that that island was, I mean, cut off. It was just standing water. So the water was extremely, extremely clear. You could see the wires on the decoys. Um, there was no movement on the water. No. It, it was, I mean, crystal clear water. Yeah. And then all the, the main bay around it, you know, you have the murky water. And we could see how many ducks were freaking landing, dude, 100 oh, yards. Right on the, the other side of the mangroves, man. Right on the other side, where we parked the boat. We were gonna 
we, we literally said, okay, we'll park the boat here and then we'll just walk around the mangroves. If we would have stuck to that plan, we would have we would limited out. Yeah, we definitely would have had some ducks more than the redheads. We would have limited out on redheads, maybe a few widgeon and a few pintails. Yeah, there's a lot of widgeon flying right now. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, that's that's one of the things I like to you know look at the bay map and and see where I can actually get to. You know, and I kind of I like to experiment. You know, it's it's fun. It's and because fun. even when you're out there, you see birds flying in all areas and you're like man if i'm at that spot i see them they're flying but then when you're in that spot you you realize that your depth perception and all that is is kind of off when you're looking at the sky completely. oh for sure you know what i mean so in a in a spot that we normally think is or that we see and say hey look there's a lot of bird action in that area let's go try it we get there and the birds are still 200 yards away from us you know what i mean and you could see a thousand birds raft out in the water 150 yards and they won't get close i mean it, it's just it makes you feel human you know we're human too we we don't always get limits either it's just yeah. what it is yeah. but um it's always a fun time you know you play and around did, and learn that's how you learn so you know? what was the end it wasn't that fun Friday, dude though. i was having fun neto was giving me a ball oh, i was man. laughing my so, ass <laughs> off <laughs> i love neto to death but the thing about duck hunting is that's my type of hunting right and so I wait all year. I invest a lot of money. I really work for this the duck hunting, right? And so for people to come and just we're sitting in the behind the panel blind, all of us camoed up, hiding, and Neto is standing about five yards behind us with these shiny ass glasses, smoking a cigarette, and just not wanting to sit down or squat down. And it's his excuse is he didn't bring a a bucket. a bucket yeah and he didn't want to sit in the mud right so after a while he's he noticed that i was getting frustrated and i'm like hey neto like you either gonna do this dude or like <laughs> you're probably not gonna come back and so he got the hint and after that he kind of entertained us no i was laughing my ass off the whole time i was having because you have fun, a lot of patience bro time <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy those moments dude i i think i just dude, laugh always... if a duck comes in they come in if they don't i just enjoy the time it's a, that's what it is there's for always me. a good time around netto bro yeah He's always cool, i enjoy cool his company man you know he doesn't always get to go duck hunting out there with us no you know? so. yeah no i get it and i mean he, he's gonna learn <laughs> yeah no just give him a couple more times dude let him come to palmito we'll have and i think it, it, a lot chairs, of <laughs> pedo, dude, and he'll probably enjoy that one a little more a lot of it was that there was no ducks either he kept uh, telling yeah, us y'all <laughs> put in all this work for this <laughs> for nothing yeah because it's because it, he's had the sh like the shed of the stick last time he went fishing with you he went to the port and obviously it's a little different type of fishing that you have to be more patient, blah, 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 the whole scenario. But he brought it up because the other day at Palmito Ranch last Sunday, uh, Matt was like, hey, you missed out on the fishing. That's okay. Where'd y'all go? The port? No fish there. <laughs> <laughs> like he just had well, like. That's exactly what he was telling us. He's like, y'all are here? There's no ducks here. Why are y'all working so hard for this? <laughs> He's been on fire all week, even Dude, with the trailer. Even with the trailer, yeah. bro. <laughs> what was he saying? You are like looking this like if it's like a big thing, like beautiful. I just look at fucking nasty ass trailer. I like, look at just, it and all I see is a piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't but, have the vision goes, that we do. Yes, but it goes back to what DJ said right now about coming to Palmito. Two different scenarios, bro. The Two bay, different types of hunting. The yeah. bay, but we've we have all been through that struggle, walking through areas that oh, are just God. just takes you in, bro. The or, bay is wild. It is, yeah. it, and it has so many different little things that it can take you. That's a lot of the reason why I like to go in that second blind and rattlesnake 
that one right there on that corner point because I can literally, uh, yeah, that ticket to Roberts. <laughs> hey, give us the key, Beautiful. Robert. We need your keys, buddy. We're going to cut <laughs> your locks and put new ones on. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, dude, you could pull the boat right up to that on a good tide. Dude, I, I pulled up right next right to the Literally, and just bring it, walk it and roll. You would bring the boat all around to the other corner of the actual little pier it is no it's like a pier excuse me it's like a point that leads around it yeah park it what about 200 yards away yeah 200 yards away and all i have to do is walk i don't have to carry anything you know and that's that's and literally part. walking on the island yeah the, yeah yeah i just did like I, you don't have to be walking through like some ugly stuff and not only that we like i love to hunt out of the the mangroves right because i like to be camoed up against those those that brush but those blinds do protect us from the elements oh yeah no Big last time, year especially out there last year me Weddle, mario and joe were out there in that 50 well, 40 40 knot wind and rainy that was the weekend he came down you took him out I remember that yeah it Weddle. was really really bad weather yeah like oh, it was the nasty. perfect scenario weather like you would want as a duck hunter but it's just ideally if when you're, you're not out prepared there, yeah it's you're horrible yeah. Dude, my, I, I had a redhead jacket from bass pro and and the first layer was drenched it was they're both waterproof, but the first layer was drenched. The second one was already getting soaking through. And know, keep so. in mind Kat, that we talked about this last week when we were talking about jackets. Um, you start sweating on there because it's also getting hot in there. So at the same time, you're creating heat, creates moisture, and it starts getting wet in there too. You know, because yeah, of yourself. What? So there's things you're fighting. You'd be like, oh, you open it up to get some air because it's also hot in there. Like. There's a whole bunch of things going on out there in the element. Yeah, yeah, but that that blind, uh, like I said, is, it just makes everything easier on those hard days. You just pull right up to it, especially with the right tide. Um, that that's why I enjoy hunting that blind. And and not a lot of people hunt that blind. It's it's rare when we, I mean last year we never saw anybody in it. No, I guess because the fact that it is locked, maybe they don't fuck with it. No, that one's not locked. No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. It's it's, it's got, open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why a is lot that of the people. One that has that big year? one, and then next to it has a smaller one. Or? That's the locked one. That's okay. the locked one. Okay. okay. Yeah, Moving on. That, that was <laughs> that was a scenario, as in like what the difference is from the Bay and Palmito. The the element scenarios, everything across the board, not necessarily Neto's ideal would be the Bay, but why we have options. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro, bro, and I can attest to that, bro, because um, I was ta- actually talking to Jay about it. You know, because we did the teal, the early early teal uh, season at JT's Ranch. And it's sort of like here, you know, here at Palmito, you know, uh, it, it was a resaca, you know, and not, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to deal with a, with a wild bay, dude. The, I mean, it was, it was pretty tough mud in that resaca, but... I mean, it was, it was Man, just a, that was tough mud. Oh, I, you went too, yeah, right? I went one day and yeah. Oh my! And JT that. mentioned it on Sunday when he was out with us. He said he mentioned the this ain't nothing like my ranch or whatever. He, he mentioned a comment speaking of how like rough it was out there. Oh my, dude! I I was every every step I was taking at JT Ranch, um, I was like stuck. I had to pull the back of my boot up. Damn. Um, yeah. Well, that's rough. It was bad, <laughs> and then you'd sink, you know, to like your thigh. Yeah. And and, Jay, and Jay, was that the whole way to the blind? No, it was only like forty yards of it. And then it ended, and you got some hard land. No, oh, it was forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, was it was hard land, and then you got to that spot, and it was like forty to fifty yards. And but it, everywhere the pallet, you hunted yeah. to the pallet. And how about retrieving birds? Like same. You walk through that shit. Oh shoot! shoot. Yeah, no, no. no, I'm not going. Sorry, JT, I love but you, but no. <laughs> the the water area was a lot harder than the. 
It's my thunder thighs, Willie. Uh, yeah, Jason <laughs> was trucking through that, and then you heard the story of what happened my morning. But uh, but the thing is about that spot is there hasn't been any rain. No, that's it, why it's like that. Yeah, and 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 we just need the rain. That's the big thing. Yeah, a lot of us need the rain. Better. I mean, hopefully we get some rain and we can yeah. start hunting the rain. Well, these, you said these this weekend it looks like we're having again. some rain, no? Yeah, this weekend, yeah. Um, well, Segun, we've been like saying this. Yeah, weekend, yeah weekend. every we, every forecast is next weekend, next mm-hmm. weekend. But I mean, uh, uh, we're looking at some rain. I think uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. You know, and it, and it doesn't even have to be a hard rain. It could be a light rain, but as long Anything as it's constant it going, and yeah, consistent, exactly. um, w- it, it, we're gonna get a couple, a couple good, inches, a couple inches of good water on Palmito and wait, JT's Resaca. Yeah. Well, going back, yeah, guys, so what ended up happening on uh, Saturday? Y'all ended up calling at what time? By 6, 6.30? Yeah, we closed up at about... Uh, well, well, right well, before sunset. I don't okay. know what... No, it take me... But hold on. This is pre-Saturday. was still regular hour, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so it was actually had, 7. Correct. We stopped at 7, and we were back to the boat, uh, loaded up at like 7.15, and we got back to the island about 8. Yeah, that was the last day we got a light, because Sunday kicked in, and we were an hour behind... And we lost the light by what five thirty, yeah. Yeah, was just we, about. Yes, it was about six. Yeah. It's gonna go back now. Uh, every minute, every day. That boat ride was crazy cold, dude. Oh, dude. oh we yeah. Out, since we went out in the afternoon, I just took a little throw over on the way back. God, man, that it was, was sixty-five degrees. It wasn't hot when, um, and when it wasn't cold when we were sitting around, you know. But as soon as the boat ride happened, it just kicked kicked in, man. I was I was chilly. Y'all yeah, talking about uh, Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, it was chilly. In the afternoon? Yeah. Yes, on the boat bro. right back, bro. It was cold. Yes. As soon as the sun sets, once you're on the water, you that might chilly. even if it's 80 degrees, I probably take a light jacket, dude, because it gets cold. Even yeah. offshore. Well, kicking off cold, that's what started our Sunday morning going out, too. Yeah, so Sunday morning, we went duck hunting again, man. And yeah. it was the same thing, bro. I did not think of it being cold. Like the again. weather was uh, colder on Sunday. Sunday morning, yeah. yeah but I, I wasn't even expecting that type of cold. And I didn't we, even no. think of the ride. I was like, clueless. Now nah, we're good. Weather's good. Short sleeve. I had a jacket in the truck, dude, and I didn't get it because no. I was like, nah, it's fine. I was moving <laughs> stuff around. I was sweating. I was like, no, we took nah, off cat from that pier and it was cold. Like right on. Mika was outside her kennel and she got real antsy like what? Three minutes in, and she, and she yeah, pants. she went straight to the kennel and passed out for a bit. We dude, had we had a big bro, group on Sunday, dude, didn't we? Sunday was stressing me out a lot. Sunday was <laughs> leading stressing into you out? yeah, leading into Sunday morning because I was, I mean, we had a big group. We were eleven people this yeah. Sunday duck hunt. Eleven, and yeah. yeah. count the dogs. That's thirteen. Yeah, and we um, we were planning on having three boats, you yeah. know, and we were planning on having a couple more people, but. Roland ended up having some things um, he's about to build on his on his property. So he's like, hey, cat, I can't make it. I have to um, clean the brush and, cl- you know, clean the land before they start building or whatever. Yeah, the building or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so it ended up just being. And then also Matt was out of town. Uh, OK, yeah. And then Matt was out of town. So Matt's boat was, you know, yeah. well, Matt yeah. was the first one to, back to up. bail. Yeah. yeah he oh, didn't he bail? Uh, he bailed early. Though, yeah. Right? Early yeah. in the week. He gave yeah. us time to plan. Thursday. He, he found out that he his buddies were going to Wars Fest. So you got to keep in mind, Matt is 10 years, at least 10 years younger than all of us. He'll here. be on the next part. And so he uh, 
he's still a little party boy sometimes, you know, and when he gets the chance to go out and, and have some fun, he, he does do that. And, and, you know, everybody has to do that at some yes, point in their get life. Out of the system, yeah, buddy. Let him get it out of his system <laughs> and mom be nice to him. But um, he's a good kid and, and that's why we love him here. But yeah, he wasn't here and we didn't have his boat. So it ended up being DJ's boat and JT's boat. Which JT's a plus, bud, because uh, this is his first time coming hunting with us too. It's his first time hunting yeah. the bay. Correct. And, and not only that, cat. Uh, he got his boat Friday, right? Friday. No way. He, he picked is. it up. On he got it. Picked it up. He picked Friday. it up Friday. He went out Saturday fishing with his wife. The key, like the ignition part, broke. No way. So he had to get towed back in. He called oh, you Ron know Hoover, and he's like, "Hey, this shit was broken. Okay, you need to fix it. I have a charter the next day." <laughs> so yeah. he sure was enough, telling dude, the story. They, the story, but he didn't. I thought he was talking about like weeks or months back and he mentioned the key, how he was supposed to have it slightly out to turn it. Un pedo, right? Yeah. But I didn't know he was talking about like three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So he he ends up calling him and I guess they notice that he's that mad and they say, bring it in in the morning and we'll take care of it. They were able to find the part. And so he had the boat again Saturday afternoon and he hits me up and he's like, hey, we still on for Sunday? Yep. And so he showed up Sunday with pickles. Pickle. Oh, yeah, with Pickle. Yeah. yeah. And then Willie showed up with his wife, and we didn't think Willie was going to fit on both DJ or JT's boat um, because he had, well, Willie himself, Michelle, and well, Neto Brownie. Was and Neto was supposed to go, but yeah. Neto backed out last minute. But you brought out, what boat do you have, Willie? It's a little 17-footer uh, Predator, you know, with a 70 Johnson. But the thing is that... Like you were saying, you know, all these people where we're supposed to go. And and I told you Saturday night, like, you know what, bro, I'm just going to stay, you know, like next trip I will, I will go and, uh, we'll, you know, we'll do whatever, right? And we, and you were like, no, bro, let's go, you know, let's bring the little boat, you know, I'll ride with you, you know, we make it happen and we got to get out there. So I ended up doing that, dude. But, I mean, that boat was sitting in, in my driveway for... Probably three to four months. And not only that, dude, we used the battery to use it for the skeet thrower. And we never charged it. Oh, yes, dude. So So that night he went out to Walmart to buy a trickle charger to get out. I mean, to get it going. And he did get it going that night. Sunday morning, he shows up. We dump it in the water and it didn't want to. It was cranking, but it didn't want to stay on. Right. No, no. I don't know. I think um, it's having some issues with a gas, bro. Something like that. I need to check it. That's the same thing with mine, dude. I mean, My my boat, it'll Stop. run and then it'll flood but and I can't get it. To that day I got home and I, you know, put the the water hose just to try to see if I would turn it on there at, at home, and I and I start seeing gas bro coming out of the hose. You know the ones the from that little pump that yes. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I start seeing gas coming out of that. So and I was like, man, that's weird. You know, I don't know if it has too much pressure or, or what, but I need to I need to check it out. So we dumped the boat. And quickly find out that it doesn't turn on. And we make the call to say five Just on one boat, six on the other. Yeah. And last, put, we had to last minute. Then yeah. We had to go out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so already there. Last six minute and a dog. And I so was already... Uh, seeing myself driving back <laughs> that morning. Really, we'll just go to deeper water. We'll go hunt where we hunt the first day. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> and just hang out. <laughs> and no <laughs> ducks. <laughs> no, we made it happen, though. So we took off and literally... 
what, 30 minute, 25 minute drive out? It was yeah. about a 30 minute drive. Dude, that's yeah. a 30 minute. I timed it. It, it was it, a 30 minute. It, it's, it's a drive from the island, yeah. but, you know, it was it was Bro, calm that day, so we just went straight dude, there. It no problem. So, it was glass. It was, that was the only thing that was keeping me calm. It dude, was did so y'all, calm. would y'all see those massive wakes of redfish? On As we were going uh, on the in. spot? Once we were getting closer to the spot, there was plenty of yeah. light. And when it was glass, would yeah. you see those big yeah. old wakes? Even when we came out of the spot, chingos awakes coming awakes. out. It's chingonas, bro. Don't Damn. tell people where they're at right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But we got out there about six. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But um, so speaking of cold, like you guys were talking about Saturday, right, dude? <laughs> so um, JT, he doesn't have a light bar in his boat yet, right? So as the dj, DJ. wasn't the front you know we were just following dj's uh light uh, or no, just the vision of it. I the, guess wake. The, the wake you know the wake right we were just you, right you on was, the it was bright enough where you could see it yeah and you uh, could see the yeah the roost yeah and the, we were following that foam you know the foam that the boat lives behind oh know? yeah yeah so yeah. we were just trying to stay there because i told jt you gotta follow that bro because that that means that that DJ passed through there, you know, because at the beginning he was kind of like on the Off side. Off the side, yeah, yeah. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, now that's when we got wet, buddy. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. So, dude, right away, you know, like maybe two, three minutes into the ride, dude, Boom. when I told him to get back to the to the foam uh, area, post, you know, you had already made wake, so the boat starts moving, dude, and there you go, bro. All this splash, Me dude. And bro, bro. <laughs> All this splash, bro. My jeans, tall number no from there. No wonder you were visible, From there, bro. it was cold, bro. That's so. why Willie was grumpy, dude. And it was like full speed, you know, like it was just miserable, man. And I remember like I was off to the side. I was like kind of close to Bernice's brother. Like I, I honestly met Bernice's brother once. So, I mean, it's like a stranger, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to stay cool and be, you know, cool about it. And, you know, the first thing I told him was like, how to bring a jacket like he's like dude i just left my behind the car like it, everybody had the same little shit scenario like damn it's got cold not knowing yeah. it would be cold so for the 25 minute ride y'all were wet yeah i was wet dude. i didn't know that that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> hey but you gotta experience that yeah, you know, it's part of the game yeah, exactly and yeah. we got out there about six twenty. Real quick, how did JT's boat run? I mean, since it's smooth and it's Good. nice, cat. Like yeah. the, the everything he like the tower he has on it, that the front, front, the front deck, yeah, yeah, it's a really nice boat. Yeah. Super nice. Shout out to him. By the way, just a little side note: that foam that uh that that the boat makes, uh-huh. it's actually water boiling. Oh wow. what? Yeah, it's actually water boiling because of high pressure and low pressure when the blade goes through the water. Wow! If you did, that's why if you're looking, it looks like steam coming up. Some knowledge for you fellas. There, there we go. go. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got out there about six something, uh, close to the six thirty mark. Uh, you guys were moving quick to the. Dude, we had decoys. a lot of decoys to haul. About over eighty. Oh, over, over uh, I think Jay said he counted a hundred. No Who? total. Well, not oh. ours, but like total. Oh, oh yeah, total. Because yeah, JT because brought- we had eighty eight. Oh, shoot. And then JT yeah. brought a solid 25 or more. Yeah. So no, we, no, no. It was a total of 90. It was a total of 90. I count them in the... Of ours. The, like overall. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it was... Oh, uh, you counted 80, them on yeah, the bottom? Yeah. Oh, okay. it, I record a video, the whole spread, dude, because it was fucking massive, dude. So, and that's because you were in the far right side of it. Yeah. Like, you yeah. were uh, quite distance from us. Yeah. Th- those are... Sh- this is a spread I am proud of, my friends. Yeah, and then we had two, uh, two mojos. 
that were yeah, moving water very with, efficient. Oh yeah, we the, saw yeah we saw that thing on TikTok or Instagram where they put those zip ties on the wings, and then they you just they spinning and slapping the water, and yeah. that created the perfect movement. Yeah, we because got some because it was it, it glass. Was, oh, because also keep in mind we got there and like as soon as we set up we were smacking them quick, bro. Boom, they were flying throwing over. decoys out and they were coming yes. in right, and I was like, somebody get my gun. Yeah. But and then after remember after that solid like hour smack. It kind of died. We put those little uh, zip ties and they started moving shit around again. Yeah. Like circling around. They were coming in strong, flying, but and then, then they were committing to our actual spread. Well, yeah. I mean, they were coming around. The good thing on this hunt, we didn't have any early shooters. Everybody was waiting for, for somebody to give them the, the go ahead. But Shoot, I had to tell people to say someone to tell, tell me to shoot, man. Yeah, I was correct. waiting for people yeah, to tell me to shoot. There were even some times where we forgot to shoot and they were already on our spread. Right. And, I mean, you but, can't be shooting that. And I usually am the one that calls the shots. But this time, when we were out there and I was, like, trying to get, you know, somebody to get my gun because I carried all most of the decoys out there, um, DJ's like, hey, don't worry about it. They're committing. Yeah. And so... Once, you know, he told me that, it confirmed it in my head. I was like, dude, we're going to have a solid hunt. Let's see if we can get those feet in the water. And we we, we sure made it enough. happen a couple of times, dude, where these ducks circled around two, sometimes three, you know, three times around us and then ended up landing. They were landing, bro, yeah. And Super that's nice what we see. want when we have new hunters, you know, because that, that gives them a better opportunity to, to blast them. And some people will and say, well, that's, you know, that's not, that's not ethical or whatever, but it's hunting. Even you know I mean? e- even if e- even if we don't shoot them, it's the experience. You know, not a lot of people get to see to be out there, bro. And like, and and if you've heard these ducks when they're flying over you, you can hear them from far away. Oh yeah, just flapping their wings. It's an experience that a lot of people will for, never get. For example, <sighs> for example, I mean, we were there ten minutes in. The uh, airboat went in, and he brought out maybe about what. Over a thousand? Oh no, man! No, 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 bro. That was <laughs> the, uh, tens of thousands. I, I yeah. yeah, thousands. There, there's like, yeah. like there's videos that we have on our Instagram, yeah. guys. When you're looking at the skies, it looks like bee swarms. Yes, yes. Yeah. like cartoon bee swarms. That's how thick it is. And they're moving like strong. Like they're and just, that, they're, and they're not even close to us. I'm talking oh, about like they're super yeah. high. They're like two miles away. Yeah. Just and frocking. you all saw that. You, you all know. Yeah, also experienced that on on Saturday, right? Because I remember you saying, yeah. Jason, there was millions of freaking That's dogs. what I'm saying, bro, but they were just a couple hundred yards away from and, us. Uh, yeah. And I was like, man, yeah, whatever, right? Millions of dogs. I mean, it's, <laughs> dude, but that day on Sunday, bro. Dude, when I pointed it, 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 it it's out. It's really yeah, epic, I though, do. guys. If you ever go out to duck hunt in the bay, when you see those airboats come out and they really, it, again, it's not. I, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but wait till we get out there early one day and we're running through those back bays. And we we run over a a raft of ducks. Oh yeah, back in the, that is the back behind that blind I was talking about, bro. where you come behind that We've, island. Me and DJ have come up on you know we're cruising at night, and sometimes he likes to turn off his whole lights because he can see a little bit better, right? And then all of a sudden you just start hearing those, and it's thousands of ducks coming out of the water where they're roosting, night, yeah, you know? roosting for the night, and. I mean, they're literally, you can almost grab them from the sky because they're flying with the boat. It's the most awesome thing you can see for, you know, for us duck hunters. Once in a lifetime experience. Luckily, we get to do it a lot of times a year. Yeah. <laughs> Our backyard, buddy. Hey. Did, I mean, Willie, what, what'd you think? I mean, this was your first, no, this was your second bay hunt with us, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, bro. It was the, I mean, again, you know, it's my second time, and I mean, I, I'm still like, you know, experiencing the whole, you know, how to set up, you know, where, you know, the whole, you know, details, right, of it. But bro, it was, it was like, uh, like DJ was saying, you know, some people like don't think it's cool to see the the ducks, you know, flying over and then landing and all that, you know. But honestly, like to see that, bro, how they were committing to the spread, bro. It was freaking badass. I, I only, I, I used to see that just in, in Instagram, dude, and the reels and all that. I was telling Mario, I was getting the onda of whether I was going to see whether or not these ducks were going to commit. Um, you'd see them fly by, and if they kept flapping their wings, well, obviously they're going to keep going. But if they stopped their wings for a second, I was like, oh, these guys are dumbasses. They're coming in. Yeah. Or know? coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like the ones that were, like, literally, you'd see them hauling, hauling, and then literally they passed our they island. Coop up, and, and poof, yeah. They came back, and they Turn. were committing to the, yeah. the actual spread. I was like, oh, shit. And, and they were from a far distance coming back. Yeah, yeah. It, it was amazing. Yeah. It's a beautiful sight to see. And when I say dumbass, I don't mean really mean any. They're yeah. calling them dumbasses. They're just, you know. They, the they're unlucky from, ones. The unlucky yeah. ones. And and to tell you the truth, a lot of them are still lucky because, I mean, we did did miss a lot, too. We weren't completely on on Sunday, guys. <laughs> That's the first official weekend. And the jitters. <laughs> so what did we end up with that day? Do you know? Well, we hunted from about sunrise to a little later than usual, about 10. 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, 10. yeah it was 10.30. Yeah, 10.30 10 30. when I finally called yeah. it. I don't think anybody wanted to yeah. call it. No, was it, like, it was really, honestly, we were having all a good time. It was a good time, dude, yeah. because right away we got our, our 10-man limit of redheads. Oh, yeah, 20, 20 redheads. Bro. 20 redheads no. to start the morning. I mean, we like got that. 10 widgeons? I think it was. It was like nine widgeon. No, 10 widgeon, yeah. It was 10 widgeon. It was three pinto and, and one bluebill. So it was, I mean, we had a smackdown, but a phenomenal day throughout yeah. the day. There was, um, there was a couple little mishaps with the dogs. Would y'all agree? <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to the ducks, so the redheads, I think we got our limit like around what? Nine 30. Yeah. We finally got our limit at about nine 30. We had, we had 16 and I, and we hadn't, we hadn't made a count yet. Yeah. So and we were kind of letting a lot of them pass by for a while. But yeah, that's, no. what I, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying because we had to get like selective of the shooting, you know, the the, the last hour, the was, last hour, 45 yeah, for minutes sure. of, of hunting. Because so. that's when we were actually about to call it. And they were like, no, let's give it another hour and just kind of be selective about what we're going to shoot. Yeah. Right. But it was kind of they weren't coming in like we were thinking. And because the limits for, for those of you that don't really duck hunt, the limits are a little bit different. You know, you're allowed six ducks per person, but you're only allowed a certain amount per species, right? And so the redheads, you're allowed two. Uh, pintail, you're allowed one. Bluebill, you're allowed one. Widgeon, you're allowed six. Yeah. And that day on Sunday, bro, we had flocks of 15, 16 duck, you know, widgeon duck coming into the spread. Yep. Heavy, bro. On Saturday? On, on Sunday. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. And that's because yeah, we don't even have our widgeon decoys yet. No coming in soon guys <laughs> no but yeah it was everything and that's gonna make us have what 120 or something like that no that's what we <laughs> well, need well dude right now like imagine seeing that out of palmito if, if they saw that at from palmito. from a mile away dude well that's the only thing they're gonna be seeing around because it's not <laughs> the bay you know yeah. the bay they're seeing everything around them you know over here it's like damn we have to stop here like yeah, yeah. we just passed but, so much and, land and we didn't see shit and they'll be like i said they'll be able to see it from far away because Correct. all the brush that dj cleaned up it's gonna look like a lake so that those Beautiful. ducks will stand out there but, and then 
We have what, DJ, like 25 ducks at the Wentz Ranch just sitting in oh, the water. Oh, yeah, we still got to paint those black. That we're going to paint and, black so and, that they can be our, our long-range decoys. Yeah. yeah. You know, you put those far out on the on the outskirts of your main spread, and that helps, you know, big time for those ducks that are flying from far away see a shadow. They don't really see a... But once they get closer, they start seeing and the rest of the And then they see the, the rest. Exactly. Yes, you make some But anyway. Guys, by the way, Palmito is looking really nice out here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it, you. It's everything much appreciated. about it. Like, dude, you, you have two blinds literally across from each other that is mm. just creating a huge compound. Yeah. And when you look at w- one to the other, you can't see it. No. Because it blends so well. <laughs> but going back to the bay, guys, um, when are we going again? This Saturday or Sunday. Well, today is Monday. Yes. Today is Monday. I'm thinking Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Early morning, I'm gone. Oh, you're off Wednesday, right? Well, I'm not off, but I go in until midday. <laughs> you're good. Bro, we'll be done by 8.30. Exactly, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to make it for Wednesday because I'm going to be out of town the weekend. Oh, you're going out of town? Yeah. So Friday's, you're going to miss this weekend hunt? Friday, I'm going to miss Saturday it too. Sunday. You're going out of town too? I have that damn run. Oh, you're going Oh, ouch. No, oh, yeah. we'll do an afternoon then. We can do all day. We'll come back in. Morning. We'll just sit out there. We have some brunch. Oh, yeah. Bro, how much did you sleep after Sunday's hunt? I was tired. <laughs> I was very tired. I had a long work day, and then I had to get my gear and stuff ready, and then Mika and I slept an hour and headed out to the island about an what? An hour, bro? Just about, man. Wow. I got I, By the time I made it home, and I had to stop and get some food and gear from her from the house i didn't make it to the house to my apartment till about twelve thirty, and then i was up and down there too getting my stuff waiters the whole shebang and then was literally an hour showered get up and hit the island about three forty-five. because i wanted to be there early to get my shit going because it's always get this get that and then i had mika torpedo right so and then was yeah we got there about whatever four forty-five that we said we were gonna players and then we were out hunting by six thirty. Yeah, we should. Be, yeah, we took off. Uh, I showed up a little late. To tell you the truth, I, I showed up at, at like <laughs> five fifteen. I think it was. You that usually, helped me out. <laughs> usually the early one. I texted Willie. Hey, you better be here at five. If not, we're taking off without you. <laughs> he gets there all pissed off, and he's like, "I texted DJ, and he said he wouldn't leave." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even text DJ, but uh, I when I got there. I was like, what's up, motherfucker? You were going to leave me or what? I text <laughs> DJ and told him, like, hey, bro, this guy wants to leave me behind, dude. I'm running, like, 10 minutes late. And 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 I told Jay, well, DJ told me if you want to take off to start swimming. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Uh, got no, me but there. We, we, I think we got there at a good time. I don't think we lost time at all. Even nah. with, maybe even like, with maybe having, like, 10, 15 minutes. Even then, dude, even with having to put the boat back on the on the. The, on the trailer that we still got to the spot. I it mean, was perfect. We we yeah. started shooting, I think, three or four minutes after legal shooting time. Anyways, yeah. so yeah. really, we were, yeah, we were right we should, on it, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Well, it's because right now the the sun's still coming up, uh, like a little later, like yeah. at six forty five. It something. was at six forty, and we started. We got there about six ten, six yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Well, no, we got there about six twenty. No, six about six oh five, six fifteen. Oh, by the time we had everything set up, yeah, and it was already like yeah. six fifteen, six. Because I got off the boat, dude, right away and took decoys. Yeah, like, you that were was hollered. the first thing I did. I was too. I I think I took decoys and then I came back for your gun, my gun, and my chair and a couple other things. I don't even it, remember. Yeah. But uh, uh, 
shoot um it it was perfect timing man no no issues we and then once you got it started I mean, and it's good that we did get out there earlier because that area that we're in is very hot for airboats they love that area so speaking of that we were actually there before they were all the airboats they yeah. came in after us yeah yeah because they, they what they do guys these airboats they'll drop off their clients uh they'll keep them there and then what they'll do they'll go out and do a whole vuelta and bring everyone move the ducks pretty much which they're, which they're trying to stop that that's correct that's illegal correct and not only that sometimes they drop off clients at one blind and then they'll go back to the arroyo pick up another group Correct. take them back and they're just running people back and forth i mean they're these guys are full out off outfitters and you know they're just making their money but and we had a, a group right behind us on the island behind the we had seen the oh yeah that's and those where we so we were gonna go to that blind originally or not originally but we pulled up to when that we slew. pulled up to that slew it there's a blind facing the east side yes yes and and there's actually two yeah, there's two, and they're nice blinds that have been out there for a couple years. So we showed up, and and it was locked. Yeah, uh, well, we we pulled up to that side, and and I was like, let's go see if that blind. Or Jay was like, let's go see if the blind is if it's unlocked. open. Yeah. So, so I walked over there. I ch- I looked, and I could see a chain, you know, wrapped up around the the main entrance. And I said, hey, it's locked. You know, let's not mess with it. Yeah. And so, so what we did is we jumped over to the opposite side of that right behind us, yeah yeah and that i mean it produced dude it, it produced was great and what like 30 minutes after we sh- we are set up the airboat shows up yeah 30 yeah. minutes and, and they jump into that blind and and correct and there's another airboat right where we're facing on the other side of those like main 400 rows. 500 yards right? yeah so yeah, there was the duck, right side. there was people all around us you yeah. know but we were the ones <laughs> yeah we 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 right definitely had a smackdown yeah and it's it's that those people behind, I mean, those people in that first blind we're talking about, they didn't really shoot that much. No. Not as much as we did. No, that's I was about sure. to mention that they were not as effective. If you would hear the guns, no, they were. Well, not only that, we would look back and we'd see those birds come in to their spread. They'd shoot, we'd drop one, maybe two, and then those birds would come and find our spread. Oh, yeah. And then we'd drop like one or two. Or oh, miss man. all of them. And make <laughs> go right on them. You know, that, you know, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> I forgot about that one. You know, hey, <laughs> you can't shoot them all, man. Like like Pokemon, can't catch them all. So let's let's talk about how the dogs did. Uh, I'm Phenomenal. very proud of Mika. Start off, my girl. Um, I just I just love that she was she was ready to go out and like do her thing. I mean, she really did. Straight out of the kennel, boom! Straight out the shot. And you saw the videos. I mean, we were like, "Look, damn, this is some." So she was like hauling ass, dude. Like yeah. she was on she it. She did good. She did she good for like for her first for se- year this, yeah. this season. If we would shoot the Keep ducks mind, a little guys, closer, Mika last year only hunted. First hunt. Uh, she did last year three hunts in total. Not very effective hunts. Uh, two of them were not hot days for us, as in finding them. But and then the first one, she when we went, went out with the group, she did. Decent, yeah. awesome, um, and good visuals that you see from a dog. That's you know what she has it or she's improving for a dog that's not a working dog like these guides have. Correct. She's amazing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, she, she yeah, uh, she's she, literally a, a house dog. You know, like yeah, yeah, she's 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 not a working dog, but she still works. Yeah. We got to see Mika and Brownie run together, and together it was a shit show. <laughs> that yeah. was. 
Brownie's Brownie. young. Um, and, yeah, Brownie's only six months, no? And has yeah, a uh, no, has a love uh, affection 11, for Mika. 11 months. <laughs> yeah. <Dude. laughs> she, uh, he, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Mika's beautiful and Brownie was just looking. He I think that's the only picture I took all day to tell you <laughs> the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't resist, bro. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. It's Mika. <laughs> nah. Oh, dude. But oh, it, yeah. She's it, a big it, um, girl. It just caused a little dilemmas and like, and I remember I had told, I don't know, I don't think you heard me because I remember mentioning it. I think you were, you were away off from, from our little area uh, to sending them like in different times because obviously he's still learning. Yeah, yeah. And guys, keep in mind, so we were bringing birds down, uh, ducks down, and uh, they would both go out and Brownie's so excited and he would take some duck away from Mika. And Mika's like, yeah, sure, t- take it, you know, like. Yeah. Mika is a no trouble dog, so she's just there to do her thing and come back. And yeah, I have it. Let me be, let me be alone. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, fucking Brownie will look like a badass after like taking the duck away from Mika. Like, hey, I'm bringing it in. I'm like, that <laughs> motherfucker, you took it away from Mika. Mika found it, the the duck. But yeah, but like little things like that that uh, we can see that like um, Mika had one year already in. Uh, yeah, you see the difference in you see, from yeah. one bird dog that's yeah. had experience or some or seen it at least, ex- you know, experienced has, it at least. Yeah, you know, just getting out. This is literally Brownie's no? first time out in yeah, the water. No, first time, yeah. And then yeah, the so. experience driving up. You mentioned getting to the blind, or not to the blind, but to the spot. Uh, holding him was also a pretty rough. Oh yeah, dude, you he was like going him. everywhere, and like I was trying to hold him hard, and then he would like jump in the middle console and hit the damn uh tilt or hit the not the oh, tilt the, but the, the jack plate the i jack put the plate. switch in a bad spot <laughs> and so <laughs> dude, that it was, was just partially my bad. i mean brownie was was he was i'm sure he was cold <laughs> yeah he was cold yeah. you could tell he was cold he kept yeah. trying to like cuddle up into yeah. me and yeah, he was just trying to get jump in the water right before right taking off yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah so. <laughs> dude, i forgot that, about that that moment stressed me a bit and i was like don't look that way just don't look that way because i didn't even know what was going on and then i just heard oh the dog's in the water i was like oh no dude i was over here trying to get the boat going dude and all over here all of a sudden i hear a splash dude and i <laughs> and he look up was, and he was a dist he had to swim back yeah. to you yeah, yeah, that was crazy. He was almost swimming to our boat. Yeah, there we go. So I started calling him. I was like, "Just get over here, Brownie." And so he for sure, he was cold <laughs> riding over there. Yeah, and then once he got there again, first time, uh, he didn't have a candle, so it keeps him antsy up and down. So I mean, yeah, that he, that's also one of the reasons why I kind of like you know spread out from y'all, you know, because I know he's a guy of Palos, and he if he was gonna be around Mika, yeah, you know, he was not gonna love her. Yeah, so. That's why I spread out a little bit, you know, and um, at the beginning, yeah, he was all over the place, you know, and um, at the end, you know, I noticed that he was kind of like catching on onto what Mika was doing at the end. And also, too, I was kind of like holding him back more. Like uh, there was times that I would just like, keep yeah, bro, with I was me, about to go get then, a rope in time to a mangrove. And then, <laughs> and then let Mika go. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> The, the thing is that he he was so freaking excited, bro. He was Super. so excited, dude. I think more about Mika being there. Yeah, oh, for sure, you know, because like what we're we're duck hunting. Like he's new to the game, you know. He's barely, yeah. He's you're training him to do the commands and stuff, but like literally all the scenarios are first to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and like I was saying, like at the end, dude. Like as I was holding him back, like I was, and some of the the you know the the drops that we were doing, you know, I was not letting him go. And I and I noticed that he was just observing, like, like real focus 
on what Mika was doing. You know, he, that she was going out, getting the duck, coming back. So, yeah, the last, I don't know, two, three ducks that we dropped, you know, I, I let him run, right? right? And dude, I, I felt the difference where he was just going straight. Like, he was not, like, his, the first times he was going and then he would, like, turn to turn Mika. and to Mika, whatever. But the last two or three times, you know, he went straight to the he ducks. Saw, yeah. yeah, he he was kind of And that's what I saw in the videos I was showing Jay. I was like, dude, look at this coolness on it. Like, it's just cool to see Mika, like, straight out of the gate, stopped even in one of the videos she like did it make the shot he was she was hesitant like it was like cool to see those little things on her like, yeah keep in mind both these dogs are still learning i mean mika's still learning too like even on those long retrieves that's like one of the things that that and that's probably met- the only thing that i see is like maybe a little work but for and the I most part it to jay before we got here or when we actually got here that what were what would be a good um Long range retrieve. Yeah, but he had mentioned the. So what I what I used to do with Spanky is I was telling this to Willie because we are we were having a discussion on on Brownie right like, hey I think we picked Mika as our bird dog for the season where we're running just us. Um, if Scoop is not there, then we can bring Mika uh, Brownie. But I was telling him that with with Spanky, I was told on his first hunt with the people that I went that I wasn't allowed to bring that dog anymore, right. Because at first, he was a pain in the ass, dude. Wouldn't listen, was distracting the other dog that was there, and it was just hard to get him get him to go get the ducks, right? So after that, I worked on him for about two years, two and a half years before I finally took him back out. And what I would do is on those long retrieves is at first, he would kind of, he, he would go after, I mean, he'd keep swimming, you know, he'd keep swimming even if he wasn't in the area. He'd be looking, looking, looking. What I would do is I would carry a bag of rocks, right? And then I would get his attention and then I would throw the rock towards where the duck, the, the down duck was, right? And so he would see the splash and then he would work his way that way. And so once he would work his way that way, he would get close enough to where he would see the duck on the water and then grab it and bring it back, right? And so it took me maybe two or three times doing that before he finally, you know, I started looking for the splash. Started looking for further. Oh, further. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these dogs, when they're young, they don't really know how to look up. One, focus looking up. If if you read books on dogs that hunt, when they look up and they're young, it's very hard for them to see. So the older they get, the better they get with that, right? And so when you're downing birds that are, you know, you shoot them at 30 yards, but they're landing 70 yards away with that, that flight that they're going and the dog doesn't see that, you know, it's it's kind of hard, especially if you don't, if that dog doesn't follow any, like, hand commands, right? Sending them in certain arrows, what they would call. But, um, you know, I think that's what, we need to start carrying some rocks. Yeah, to start off. Because, that's a good idea, bro. Yeah, because, no, when yeah. he told me, I was like, shoot, that's yeah, makes sense. Because <laughs> yeah. last year, I mean, not last year, but when I first started doing this, I would run out of rocks, you know, and I'd be like, oh, what do I throw? I'd throw a shell sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was just funny to see Mika go after the long range duck, and then she'd be like, "Oh, too well, far." Yeah, so some of, again, some of those ducks we weren't completely uh, knocking them down, and again, guys, these ducks literally dive and they'll come out like thirty yards out further than where you're at. So Mika was like, "Oh, bye, okay, you want to take off?" But any any duck that we shot in the spread, she was on it, man. Yeah. She was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, she killed it. So, what what do you think you need to work on for this next couple hunts? Um. She's focused. She's all about it. Again, it's mainly her, like, 
continuing to like it's because this is what I happened i don't know if it was because brownie was there or what but like mitt hunt she kind of lost focus you know this is raw talk right so i'll tell you what what i think too is that dog is 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 way overweight yeah you know what i mean so i think the condition on her was uh, was a little bit off would you guys agree oh, man i don't know because a couple i've seen a couple of these guide dogs and they're they just have big they're they're labradors are big dude they're dude, even big. The, but you even know like the, when you look at when I you google you it says a male lab should be anywhere from 60 to 80 pounds. A female lab should be anywhere from 55 to, I think, 70 pounds. Does it really say that? I swear to God, dude. Well, Bro, the but the chart I, said, I saw, the it was from like 70 to 100 for the female. Like she had to hit her her peak. But so so that's all wrong. So that's the thing. So the blue healers, it's it's 30, 30 to 40 pounds and Oreo's 45 pounds. But if you look at her, she's lean. Yeah. So you know, I I I don't I don't I maybe that chart could be right. Yeah, or yeah. it could be wrong. Yeah, I could uh, remember that video that I sent you about the vest that you, when you were looking for yeah. the vest. Well, it was uh, with laps. You know the the pounds that they were for the measurements. Yeah, and there were some laps up to a hundred and some pounds for the Correct. vest. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's why I sent it to you because I know. And I mean, like the vest I got for her. Um, the only size that I could find it was to Tango Tree, Tango Free, and which was the three like, X. Yeah, which was like a thirty-seven diameter in her uh, chest area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which and is, like we've talked about it, she's not fat. No, no. Not she's at all. just a big dog. Yeah, she's, she's huge, and, and that's what I, I think. I mean, she, I, she, you know, you have her, you take her everywhere. Yeah, I try to everywhere. You know what I mean? To. Beach hunting hog hunting i mean she's with us so she's constantly moving but i think the whole moving in water and, and yeah. it, like, it's more, it's like a better conditioning yeah, yeah i think man. that's all she needs work on is just you know she just needs to go duck hunting more bro <laughs> yeah. we're going wednesday well, this hey. is the time of the year yeah. yeah hopefully we go wednesday honestly I, I can make it happen if we go early and come back by 10 dude the thing about mika is she was so focused yes like she was sitting down like not moving like just like way better than the last year for sure like a hundred times better oh yeah um because there were some times i don't think you were there that time i think she was very antsy like up and down yeah she was like brownie you know and she was the same age as brownie yeah so i i think we give brownie another year he's gonna be a good a a, a good dog he's gonna be a great bird just matured yeah just matured he's gonna get the kid out of it and honestly like going back to you saying uh dog books and all this stuff uh, is there like a specific time where these owners or the the ones that are actually running nonstop take them out by a certain age, or are they good on the first year? Like I, no, I, mean, usually, I don't know specific. Usually they don't run them like actual hunt after their first year. Okay, see, yeah. So maybe that plays a role. Yeah, I mean, and just because you have to get, you know, a lot of the commands set. You look at Brownie's videos, bro. There's not a dog here that does it better than Brownie. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a dog that that follows commands but he's still a puppy and so he still gets distracted by other dogs he still you know sees decoys and doesn't know um and that's what mika did last year yeah she a would go she would go up every to single like pick one or two up get them yeah yeah and no and she would pick them up dude and run with them oh. and then we'd have to go get them <laughs> yeah, freaking yeah, far yeah so so like again like yeah. with brownie experience is literally probably any other dog at that age would experience yeah, yeah. 
I, I, yeah. He's going to be a good dog. I know he is. Yeah, it's just going to take work. Just it's work. Yeah. He's going to get. He's going to get to Mika's point where she's going to be. Where and, he's going to be Mika focused. next year might be. Might be what we ha- what we're talking about. She might have that long range by then. Yeah. You know. By the um, speaking of the long range, uh, I I mean I like to watch videos on YouTube. So you what you can do because I mean you're not always in the water, right? So you can be working with the rocks like Jason is saying. So what these guys do when they're training a long distance, um, they put a a tipo with a bucket on top, at, and you start from let's just say ten yards, you know, throwing the bumper to it, and then you start moving farther and farther and farther, and uh, to get to the point where like you put three bumpers under the bucket and let's just say you are 50 yards away from it and then you just send them send the dog straight to the to the bucket because they they start getting familiar you know with the uh, depth with the yeah they start they start distance. getting familiar with the distance and the bucket and they they know that there's going to be a bumper yeah. on the bottom so you can even work yeah, uh, like work that. like that in your backyard you know if it's 30 yards or whatever it is you know, I think, and you know, some groundwork that will work the for the distance. Wrench, yeah. With my personal experience is water training, bro, water retrieving. I yeah. mean, I was lucky enough that when I lived in San Antonio, there was a lake that was there in our, our apartment complex, right? And so oh, yeah. it was a couple acres big. It was plenty big, right? And so every afternoon, and I'm talking about seven days a week, I would take Spanky out to go retrieve, you know, um, the sticks, the bumpers, those I mean those yeah well I would use a dove decoys not decoys but those dove bumpers and then I would zip tie uh, duck feathers or dove dove feathers to it dove wings and I would throw it again in the water and then he'd go out and I mean you you got to practice the water training you know what I mean you gotta he I don't know has has Brownie ever seen a splash no bro that was actually also his first time in in the water in working water yeah and so he hadn't done the beach yet no bro oh well not really yeah okay. not really yeah because like mika literally like what <laughs> second week we had her, we went to the beach yeah. yeah so i think for brownie i mean what do you what do you think we we all should work on brownie or you should work on brownie yeah yeah no i mean being out there bro for this first time you know um like i was telling you you know a lot of the uh adjustments that i needed to make on him it would be uh to keep him more in place also too like if 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 he's there by himself, I know he's probably gonna be a little more calm, you know, and try not send them straight to the birds um, when they drop right. But right now, I just think you know, keep working on the commands, you Command. know, for he can stay in place. Uh, another thing that I really want to work on, and, and and again, I was shooting. I shouldn't be. Sh- I, I, at the end, I realized like, man, I should have just you know worked the dog that day, you know, and forget about shooting. Yeah, <laughs> like like the way you did at school, because um, I would get excited shooting as well, and 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 all of a sudden I would just look down after shooting, and the dog was already like yeah, going for and the and birds, that's a, and that's another thing, and that was, that's and dangerous. That's where it plays the factor of having to. And that's where I I get you know I I put my foot down and I'm like hey, we need to work on this because well because you can one, have a, a you can have an accident. A dog's gonna get shot. Yeah, you know and and. That's the last thing we want, especially yeah, a dog well, that, yeah, you know, it's our Willie's yeah. invested so much into, um, you know, I, I've said this, that Brownie is going to be a buck hook. Or, I mean, he is a buck hook dog, but he's going to be like the prime dog because there's you see a lot of these guys now and they're running that breed. 
You know what I mean? Just because they're so light and they're so, I mean, they're hard, hard working dogs. They're strong, bro. There's, there's a yeah, lot of people running those bearded dogs. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be here for the long for, They also run them for predator hunts, bro. Yeah, I've seen I've those dogs seen carrying coyotes, dude. Damn. Yeah. The Maybe we can get him and Mika doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but for sure, brother. Like, That's I need a, I need to work a lot on him. You know, again, like, you know, it was his first time out there. It was a, a an eye opener for me on the things that I need to work on him, and you know, it was also excited to see. But him. yeah, I was gonna say, how rewarding is it to see him bring Huge, a duck to bro. your damn lap? Yeah, dude, because he did, he did about two or three of them like perfect. And even my wife has one on, on video. And I was, after she showed it to me, I was like, man, you know, this is freaking badass, dude. So it is, man. It's it, a it really, really good is, feeling. Yeah, it's just seeing video that I recorded of Mika. I was like, damn, this this feels good. Yeah. And, and honestly, it feels... I, it's more rewarding than the hunting itself. No, yes, but hold on. It's rewarding to me only because, like, for example, Willie is putting, like, a lot, a lot of effort on, like training wise and whatnot and i'm just so happy that like mika dude just like, does it on her own dude, like, <laughs> i'm not lying to you. like i i have not done a damn thing, bro. like she's dude. just been on it it's been natural for her uh I, i'm letting i'm giving her the freedom like i, I, I don't want her to be like this is when you go like i know that's the proper thing but i'm not a guide i'm not here to be working my dog like a crazy animal like and that's why i say wait till i get my another baby <laughs> yeah, and, and in a sense that's um good because um dude miko then he, she wants to go do it on her own you know yeah. she's not gonna be like oh you know fuck here we go again you and know? not that it is like that but, but like, like yeah but like it's just like freedom for her it's, it's it's yeah it is it you is. know you saw it last year right away and you, i was like shoot you're gonna understand she's happy she's not yeah. like like bro and she sees y'all and she's like if you know mika uh mika's very timid and does not like strangers at all and around these guys, dude, it's like literally like I'm at home, like with yeah. my family. Like they go up to them and they see uh, <clears throat> they see anybody here. It's like, oh, that's my tío, whatever. Like it's super. Like Mika is around you guys, and it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I love, I love Mika. Man. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a big old bear. You know, I love <laughs> about those videos because she literally looks like Mika. <laughs> but yeah, but it ended, and and end up being like a great hunt uh, overall. Um, I think everybody got something great out of it. Um, from my part, from Mika, you know. I mean, 34 ducks is not a bad morning. Dude, no, no it was a phenomenal. You know, we all had a good time. It was a great morning, and can't wait to do it again um, on Wednesday. Wednesday, possibly Sunday, if we go out or not. Oh, it's going to be rainy, I think. Jason has a run, <laughs> a yeah. half marathon. What day, Saturday? Oh, Sunday. Sunday. Jason. I got to run 6.1 miles. How are you going to oh, do yeah, that, you're bro? dividing it. <laughs> are you, you, you going to walk those, it those? or are you going to run it? I'm are you going to walk it? <laughs> Jake, you're on the... Jay, I haven't seen you working out, bro. Bro, Jay. So what's up, bro? Tell what him, are you doing? Come natural. What's him. he doing to prepare for this, Scuba? Tell him, Scuba. Look, he Is might he not be preparing... As much as he should. Is he another Mika? But he, no, he's just a natural. Like, he's a building athlete, and he just... Damn. I just... I don't give shows. up, bro. That too. You know what I mean? He's, he's, a, he's determined. He, yeah. Dude, if you run 
that, uh, like the way you go and set up those decoys, bro. Dude. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's the same effort he's gonna put behind it. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. gonna get through it, dude. <laughs> bro, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have D- uh, David Goggins in my head. You fucking bitch, yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, man. But yeah, let's get uh, that ends our week. <laughs> yeah, that that did dude, end uh, our week and busy week, super busy, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it ended up, uh, uh, we got a bl- whole blind done, too. <laughs> yeah, and this week has started off really busy already. Yeah. it's. I mean, right now we're looking at about, it's already Tuesday now. We started Monday recording this. Now it's Tuesday. It's 12.42. Yeah. So Tomorrow, I, hopefully, we can get some more stuff on that blind that we had mentioned. But if not, I mean. Yeah, we need to cut up some palm trees. Yeah. But first, we need to get sturdy. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's going to cut it for episode eight. Glad y'all have tuned in. I hope you like everything that's going on with the Buck Cook crew, all the hunting that we're doing. Remember, if you want to go out hog hunting, we do sell those for 300 bucks a night. Everything's included, thermal, ammo, bait, hogs. I mean, we'll definitely get you on a hog. And uh, if you're a good shot, you'll be able to get a few more. Um, we also will guide for duck hunting. So if you're looking for any duck hunt guides, Reach out to me, reach out to any of the Buck Cook guys, and then we'll get you set up. But other than that, I'll let you guys go. See you later, man. Catch you on the next one. Bye.